Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Welcome to the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that unpacks and dissects the strategies and principles of high performance in sports and business. Here's your host, Alan Stein Jr. You may know him as the brilliant head coach of the Boston Celtics, but did you know after his standout career as a Division III basketball player, Brad Stevens became the director of basketball operations at Butler in his early 20s, a position that paid a mere $18,000 a year. Unfazed, he spent 14 hours a day logging, categorizing, and editing game tape and quickly earned a reputation as a relentless worker that valued the process. Here are several isolated responses from a brief in-person conversation I had with Coach Brad Stevens in Las Vegas at the USA Basketball Fantasy Camp back when I was the host of the Pure Sweat Basketball Show. We discussed why winning as part of a team is the ultimate fulfillment, how he structures his practices with priority and urgency, and how surrounding yourself with great people is the key to success. Well, I think I think each each player, first of all, brings a great strength to the table, and I think it's it's incumbent upon us as coaches to try to figure out how best to maximize those strengths. But ultimately, you're going to end up playing eight, nine, ten guys, and that's the reality that each team faces. And so they're you know it's a, the the year is tough on everybody, right? But the year is much tougher on the guys that are getting inconsistent minutes or that aren't playing at all, or you know are right there on the cusp of playing. And so I think that that's just the, you know, that's a reality for every team in the league. There's a lot of people that are going through that on a given year, and that's hard. Um, but I think that ultimately guys understand that only so many guys can play. And so you try to talk about that to the best of your ability. I think every year um, you hopefully get a little bit better at that um, and, you know, helping guys that um, to understand there can be great progress and growth without playing time. Um, there can be great value added. Um, that can help you in the future without playing time. And certainly uh, each guy that's ever played in, in a winning um, organization on a winning opportunity recognizes that there's nothing like winning as a team. In any way that we can all add value to that, uh, that's ultimately what we have to try to do. One of the things that you try to do is you try to detach yourself emotionally from that. You try to, you know, the NBA is a, is a grind. Um, with the 82 games, but it also can be an emotional roller coaster because you can, you know, you can go on a four-game win streak and feel like you're at the top of the world, and the next week you can be, you know, staring down a five-game losing streak. And so, like, it can change so quickly. So you just try to stay in the moment. You try to do the best you can. You try to prepare your team every day. You know, you keep the coach your team mantra at the front of your mind and, you know, try to do it to the best of your ability. Hey, that's, that's all we can all do, right? And And I think worrying about things that – we can't control um, is a lot of time wasted. Say what? So you just try to stay in the moment. You try to do the best you can. You try to prepare your team every day. You know, you keep the coach your team mantra at the front of your mind and, you know, try to do it to the best of your ability. Hey, that's, that's all we can all do, right? And, and I think worrying about things that we can't control um, is a lot of time wasted. Well, there are a lot of tactical adjustments. There are a lot of structural adjustments from the standpoint of how the game is played. Um, you know, it's a much different game with a much different flow. 48 minutes, 24-second shot clock, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
But I think the biggest challenge is, you know, getting used to in that first 18 months coaching so many different guys and trying to create, you know, some semblance of a system on both ends of the floor. And now that we've had more 18 months of more stability, um, you're hopefully able to add to make tweaks easier on the fly. You've had more practice time together. You have more time together. And ultimately, you hope to have better results when you have that kind of continuity and stability. You know, anything that I can. Um, you know, when I come out here for the summer league, I try to meet with a couple of different coaches. Um, you know, my, my, my friends that know me know that I like to reach out to, to people in business and people in higher education and, and different people around um, different industries because I think there's so many, you know, shared characteristics of excellent organizations that we can learn from. And then, you know, every year, about a month before the season, I try to get a group together that we can really hammer out, um, you know, some things that may give you thoughts for the year, right? And yeah. maybe it's stuff that you already know, but you just get a different way of phrasing it. Maybe it's a new drill. Maybe it's something that you can use from a motivational standpoint, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I don't know. I, I think that the, the biggest thing is that I hope that you walk out, if you came to 10 practices, the majority of them, I hope you walk out and say that was there was a real there was a real priority made in that practice. You yep. understood what it was. There was a real emphasis. And then, you know, that it was hopefully well organized enough that it didn't drag on. You know, I think that the biggest thing when you're doing with these guys, they've been through a lot. It's a long season. Um, you need to maximize their time on the floor. I mean, I've been really blessed in my career. I mean, anytime you, you lose, it's misery, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the the biggest thing that I've learned is, you know, if you surround yourself with the right people and you work for empowering leaders, then, um, you know, you always can just focus on the process like you and I have talked about. Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of places, whether it's high school, college, professional, that make decisions on emotions and a whim. And then there are some places that have a real belief in the people and they let them do their jobs as well as they can and they empower them to do them well. you surround yourself with the right people and you work for empowering leaders then um you know you always can just focus on the process like you and i have talked about yes and you know there are a lot of places whether it's high school college professional that make decisions on emotions and a whim and then there are some places that have a real belief in the people and they let them do their jobs as well as they can and they empower them to do them well I've worked for two organizations, two programs, you know, at Butler and now an organization that it's the all-time winningest, you know, in the NBA with the Celtics. And, and those, are, um, those are places that really empower their people. So it's been fun to work there, and I've been really lucky to work at those two places. You know, I always try to focus on guys that are, you know, obviously intelligent, creative. Um, hard working is really important, and then humble. You know, I think that you know, every every staff has its own dynamic. Every team has its own dynamic, and and it's silly to think that staff chemistry doesn't affect team chemistry. For sure. And so I think you have to always think about how adding to your staff or subtracting from your staff will affect the chemistry of it, because that's going to be, you know, your your team's going to know what kind of chemistry your staff has. Yeah, I've had I've had so many great mentors and so much good advice. Um, you know, but I, I always, you know, I always say that the person who probably influenced me the most in coaching was Todd Licklider, and and I just think he taught me how to look at basketball through a different lens. He taught me how to look at practice planning and preparing to talk to your team through a different lens. 
And that lens was he was going to prepare night and day to make sure that whatever he presented and whatever was planned was appropriately succinct. And, and I think that as coaches, you know, we have to think. We have to think about what we're going to present before we present it. We have to plan practices with a great deal of detail so that we can do only what we need to do. We, we don't need to have the extra stuff in it just to have it in it because it's about obviously getting your guys to <clears throat> excuse me, become as cohesive as they can. Now let's dissect two of Coach Stevens' most powerful sound bites. So you just try to stay in the moment. You try to do the best you can. You try to prepare your team every day. You know, you keep the coach your team mantra at the front of your mind and, you know, try to do it to the best of your ability. Hey, that's, that's all we can all do, right? And, and I think worrying about things that we can't control um, is a lot of time wasted. One of the things I've always admired most about Coach Stevens is his emphasis on being in the present moment and controlling the controllables. He shares why focusing on, or worse, worrying about anything outside of the present moment and outside of your control is futile. He recognizes the importance of keeping razor-sharp focus on coaching your team and insulating yourself from all distractions. You surround yourself with the right people and you work for empowering leaders, then... Um, you know, you always can just focus on the process like you and I have talked about. Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of places, whether it's high school, college, professional, that make decisions on emotions and a whim. And then there are some places that have a real belief in the people and they let them do their jobs as well as they can and they empower them to do them well. Coach Stevens, in essence, piggybacks on his mindset of staying in the present moment by explaining why it's important to trust the process and strategically align yourself with and surround yourself with empowering people that allow you to do that. He also gives powerful insight on why making decisions based solely on emotion can be detrimental, especially in the long run. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your attention. But before you hit stop, enjoy this story from the Raise Your Game audiobook. You can download yours today at audible.com, in iTunes, or anywhere audiobooks are sold. Culture, even in the most storied organizations, doesn't just appear and it doesn't automatically regenerate itself. It requires someone at the helm who is committed to developing and maintaining that culture. I can't think of a better embodiment of this fact than Brad Stevens. In the span of four years, Brad Stevens went from coaching men's basketball at Butler University, a small Division I school, to two straight national championship games, to one of the most iconic role in sports, head coach of the winningest franchise in NBA history, the Boston Celtics. Oh, and he landed the job at 36 years old. If Stevens' tale had ended there, it would still be a success story. However, Stevens didn't just get the highly coveted job. He has been universally acclaimed as a runaway success. Under Stevens, the Celtics are now regularly at the top of the Eastern Conference and a legitimate contender to make the NBA Finals. Even adversity, injury, and constant change haven't stopped him. In the 2017-2018 season, the Celtics had only four returning players from the previous year. Then they lost their highly touted new player, Gordon Haywood, for the season on opening night. They went through the season with seven rookies on a roster of 12 and were almost always first in the league in total salary loss to injury. Yet they were still a contender for the best record in their conference. Then their best player, Kyrie Irving, went down before the playoffs started. And still they were one win away from that year's finals. 
Without taking anything away from the remaining players who work their butts off, their collective success is a testament to the environment Stevens had developed. When Stevens arrived, he came into a storied franchise that had fallen on tough times. However, he refused to be intimidated by the way things were done, the way they had always been done. Think about the courage that required. A college coach from a relatively small school gets that rare ticket to the NBA. Improbable, he's handed the keys to one of the most iconic teams in professional sports. However, when he gets there, he doesn't bow to an entrenched way of doing things. He takes it all head on and knows immediately what he has to do to first turn things around. Change the culture. Even with an organization like the Celtics, with its famed arenas, its history of championship banners, its long line of Hall of Famers, building a culture requires work. Culture is a living thing. It has to be embedded in the people, and those people have to choose to pass it on. Think about all the laminated packets that are passed out to new hires, or stapled photocopies distributed at company meetings that are tossed in the recycle bin. I'm sure whoever wrote those up and put them together felt they were communicating the culture, but that's not how it works. It's not a one-way thing. A culture isn't born when someone reads it on a page. You can't just say it aloud and expect it to exist. It has to come to life through people. Stevens understands motivation, what works and what doesn't. I attended a talk he gave where he explained that the key to confidence is not just getting better, but rather knowing you got better. A leader has to find ways to show his players they are improving through communication, feedback, and rewards. You have to care enough, be committed enough to building a culture, to give those things to your people. When I interviewed Stevens for my podcast, he told me that he looks for assistants who are intelligent, creative, hardworking, and humble. Stevens understands that each addition to the team can affect, improve, or even damage team culture and cohesion. It's silly to think that staff chemistry doesn't affect team chemistry, he said. Think about the type of people you're bringing in and the type you're letting go. Each of these choices add or subtract from the team. A hiring or firing isn't just between employee and boss. It reverberates around the entire company. A true leader is hyper-aware of how each decision affects the group or company at large. Stevens cares enough about the culture he's fostering with the Celtics to constantly be evaluating how his decisions fit into the team's larger dynamics and goals. I asked Stevens how, back when he was a college coach, he would create this buy-in from his players, many of who were the best in their respective high schools. It was something he had to do again in the NBA, with players who were their best at their respective colleges. Each player brings great strengths to the table, he told me, and it's incumbent on us coaches to best maximize each strength. I've been around and spoken to enough people who have coached at the highest level. It's extremely difficult to keep a unified culture together with 12 guys, all with healthy egos, who are getting paid serious money just to lace up their sneakers. Stevens has a wisdom that far surpasses his age and an ability to empathize with all the various role players on the team. He recognizes things are tough for those on the bench, and he told me he works to help guys understand there can be great progress and growth without playing time that there can be great value added. There's nothing like winning as a team, and we can all add value to that. That's ultimately what we have to try to do. A lifelong learner, Stevens told me he reaches out to business leaders and those in other industries because of the universal qualities that are shared between business and sports. If you surround yourself with the right people and you work for empowering leaders, you can always just focus on the process, he told me. 
With the culture Stevens has put in place in Boston, the Celtics look like they will be contenders for a long time. Even if the players change, as they are bound to do, the culture will remain in place. Boy, that was riveting, wasn't it? <laughs> if you'd like to order a set of Raise Your Game books for your team, organization, or an upcoming event, I can offer you a 42% discount and even sign each copy. Better yet, if you'd like info on the newly released Raise Your Game book club, which includes a facilitator guide and team member workbooks, and has both a business and education edition, please visit raiseyourgamebook.com or email me directly at alan at allensteinjr.com. And if you don't mind, please take 60 seconds to subscribe to this show and leave a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews help the show rank higher, which will then get it in front of more people. That's it for me. I hope this has helped you raise your game.